RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Sunny Pal and Bean. That was a sunny bean. Yes. I hope it didn't piss people off too much. Oh, I know. There's always going to be somebody. I've learned that now. I'm I'm pretty much resigned to it. So lots of stuff to talk about today. It's about narratives changing, crumbling. It's going to be a pretty interesting show, I think. We'll see. We're going to go old school for a little while today. But um, we're going to start with this because this interested me and I also got frustrated over it. We have a clip here of um, Comer from, uh, I think he's from Kentucky. Yeah, James Comer. Um, he's talking to Maria Bartiromo yesterday, and I posted th- this on Twitter, and every a couple people underneath were like, oh, how does Maria like the World Economic Forum? And I'm like, listen, this purity test is not going to survive. We're not going to survive if we keep this purity test up. The substance of the interview is what's important. Let's play it and see what she, what, what, what Comer has to say. My message to the Department of Justice is very loud and clear. Do not indict Hunter Biden before Wednesday when you have the opportunity to see the evidence that the House Oversight Committee will produce with respect to the web of LLCs, with respect to the number of adversarial countries that this family influence peddled in. This is not just about the president's son. This is about the entire Biden family, including the president of the United States. So we believe there are a whole lot of accounts that the IRS and the DOJ don't know about because we don't believe they've done a whole lot of digging in this. And we have. Uh, We've spent the past hundred days pouring over bank documents. I've used subpoena power to get these bank documents. We've been meeting with uh, former associates of the Bidens in their different influence peddling schemes. We've been meeting with whistleblowers. We know exactly uh, what this family was doing. And by all accounts from the, the media reports that we're getting, what they're looking at charging Hunter Biden on is a, is a slap on the wrist. It's a drop in the bucket. So Wednesday will be a very big day uh, for the American people in getting the facts presented to them so that they can know the truth. And then the Department of Justice can finally do what they should have done years ago. What? Well, obviously, the president's sons committed many crimes, many crimes. I mean, you're, you're looking at potential money laundering. Jonathan Turley comes on Fox all the time and talks about uh, he was essentially a foreign agent for countries like China. Uh, he's an unregistered foreign agent. You know, those are serious crimes. You've got the possible racketeering. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And again, Maria, it's not just the president's son. And we don't believe these countries were paying the Biden family for nothing. We believe they were getting a return on their investment. And the return on the investment would have been policy decisions for then Vice President Joe Biden and current President Joe Biden. Okay. So here's what bothers me about it before we get into the substance of it. Why... Are they telling the DOJ to wait? Shouldn't the DOJ have had this already from them? Yeah, I I, I was hoping that he was going to go into why wait, but he didn't. I, I just, I just, 
Well, well, what's what's the significance of Wednesday? The press conference they're giving with with all this information they're going to show and share uh. with the people. But which is fantastic and everything, but I would think that they would have been working with the DOJ on this the whole time. And the DOJ is not going to do anything about it. Come on, let's be real. Do you think the DOJ is going to do anything? No. No. Not at all. It's good that they did this. I'm not knocking Comer and Grassley for actually paying attention to this stuff and doing what we asked of them at all. But, I mean, what they're talking about is way worse than anything that we've heard outside of Clinton. You mean outside of the Wiener tape? The Wiener laptop? And and Clinton throughout her tenure with the Clinton Foundation and everything else. So now apparently they're urging Devin Archer, his former business partner, to spill. Otherwise, he's going to be under the bus too. The Bidens threw him under the bus allegedly as per Miranda Devine here. So something's happening and Susan Rice leaves. Neera Tandon is back. It just seems to me that this is like, you know, let's just get rid of Joe forthwith here and move somebody else in so that we can do our thing in 2024 with somebody else that we can at least pretend people like because they can't, they can't, there aren't enough people to vote for Biden for them to be able to pull off a swindle, in my opinion. They still need people to vote for him. Yeah, well, from I mean, from what I've I've always gathered from both sides is that there's this one side has been predicting that Biden would not uh, live to see the end of his first term. Uh, actually, they said they would he wouldn't live to see the first year of the first term. Well, that's over. Yeah, so that's way far behind us. Uh, the other side has found it harder and harder to prop him up as something that is organic and likable and all that other stuff. So he does all the, all the evidence and this kind of growing, festering public um, embarrassment and and real um, these real legal pursuits against his family. They're, they're becoming so public and so in your face that it, it would lend somebody to believe that there is uh, there are two sides that really want him out of the way for different reasons and that it's going to happen imminently. And, um, Hey, I, it, it may, or it, we just might get shocked again. And we're, we're talking about this three years down the line and he's still somehow even breathing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it, it, it's one of those things where people have always been wondering, is it going to be some sort of a, uh, is it going to be some sort of an upheaval from inside the system, something that's legal, something that's political that forces him out? Or is uh, Mother Nature just going to claim him? And I, I don't know. I haven't put any money on it in, in Vegas, so I'm just going to sit back and wait and see what happens. Yeah, I'm not betting on it either. Everything is so up in the air. Who the hell knows? Speaking of which, we had a couple of different things go on. So obviously that absolutely terrible, terrible shooting in Texas where the they're literally now saying that the shooter is a white supremacist, a Hispanic gang-affiliated, cartel-affiliated white supremacist, Frank. 
Have you ever have you ever seen this before? Of course, anything is possible in the liberal world. So yes, we a, can say that we have. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal has this out. Authorities looking into the motive for the mass shooting at a Texas mall on Saturday are investigating the gunman's possible links to white supremacist ideology. Mm. Texas shooter used an AR-15 style rifle. Oh, no, no, no. Not that style. Any style, but that. Yeah. If it was a handgun, I wonder how they'd spin it. It would have been uh, it would have been much better. It would have been much, much easier to accept this kind of indiscriminate killing if it were just a revolver. My gosh, at least there'd be some sense. Authorities investigating a Texas shooter's possible links to white supremacist ideology, according to law enforcement officials with knowledge of the probe. He was identified as Maurizio Garcia, 33, whose family didn't even speak English. What a what a what a white bastard. I know. What a, what a white bastard name that is. I don't know how we're going to get away from these white supremacists everywhere. I hate them. They're everywhere, Frank, even in the Hispanic community. Uh, it's almost overwhelming at this point how many of them are running around. They need to be eradicated, all of them. And then yesterday, there was a horrific, I want to say accident because I looked at this footage a bunch. And to me, it doesn't seem, I'm not sure, but it doesn't seem to me that this person purposefully mowed his car into this group of people on the sidewalk. It looks more to me like he was driving erratically and and the car flips over, like right as it's hitting these people. We're going to play the clip. It's very graphic if you don't want to see it, but I want to play it for everybody watching live so that they can see what I'm talking about. So it's a CCTV camera. Everybody's kind of just chilling, waiting for the bus. All of a sudden, you're going to see on the left, up a car comes flying. And as he starts to hit about where this telephone pole is, the car starts to flip. I think seven people are injured in this, but it doesn't seem like, did he mow these people down on purpose? I, I don't. What, who, who, where is this? Texas, Brownsville, Texas. Oh, I saw this video. People yeah. lying dead all over the place. Just terrible. I mean, just freaking, I don't care who these people are. Just terrible. Car flips over. He is then arrested. Here's, here he is being arrested. He's in the middle of the street. He too is Hispanic. They pick him up and they bring him to a police car. He's in the hospital now with injuries. Is he drunk? I don't, nobody's releasing anything. And so like they assign white supremacists to the guy who shoots and kills innocent people at a strip mall. This narrative hasn't really been defined yet, although I don't know where they're going to go with it. But the, the, the one horrible incident over the past few weeks, Frank, that we know had a motive, we don't get to see what it is because the perpetrator of those deaths was trans. Listen, um, it's it's like exorcism 101. You cannot, you can't, you, there's no discussion. You can't discuss 
anything with with the possessed person with the demon you did, so in the same way you apply that to this there's no getting to the bottom of one thing or another when you're when you're talking with possessed rabid people if they get a shooting somewhere they assume white person with a gun if they don't get the white person they uh kind of they they ignore that focus on the gun for as long as they can get everybody's attention off of the entire incident altogether it's always one slippery pivot to the next slippery pivot until they find something they could use or at least find something they could use for a quick and timely exit from the topic altogether so that's why when it comes to shootings and when it comes to, to mass tragedies and all that stuff it is um it is for as horrible as it is and for as indicative as it is of what we're living through and how bad it's still going to get it is a complete complete hijacking of your attention in your soul and because you're not going to get to the bottom of anything no and it's all about narratives now another thing that's going on before we move to the genius genius clip that i want to show everybody from 2003 the Daniel Penny uh, incident in the city on the subway, where now we've got people jumping onto the subway tracks in New York City, stopping the subway from running in some sort of a virtue signal for this absolute monster who has a rap sheet as long as, you know, Santa's Christmas list. Um, there's another video. There have been more videos that have come out on this. This Marine was being helped by an African-American man during his, sub, you know, attempt to subdue this lunatic, he, at the end of this video, more has come out that he is being complimented by other passengers and he, they put Neely in the recovery position after they rendered him not to be a threat anymore. Here's that video real quick. Now I don't I don't know if he's still alive at this point. I don't know. But probably not he's probably on the way out who knows why he died who knows he could have had a bunch of drugs in his system and the chokehold just threw it who knows the point is i don't think that the intent was to kill the guy of course it wasn't of course it wasn't and this is all because of the damn city this kind of vagrancy it's all because of the city yeah and, and, and these 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 mongrels that show up afterwards and jump into the train tracks Led, of course, led, of course, by bleeding heart white women again. The, um, the worst the, thing uh, is this dude actually tried to push people onto the train tracks dozens of times. Listen, it's it's just it's just ridiculous. First of all, this this should be very shocking to people. But um, when when black men were lynched in this in the in the deep south, uh, generations ago, they were not put into the recovery position afterwards. No, they were. No, they weren't. They were actually lynched and left 
Yes. Left that, there, that, like this trophies. might be a shock to somebody. This is why I, I saw some of these ridiculous news outlets. They uh, they actually blurred the last 10 seconds of any of these these uh, re-uploaded clips out. Because yeah, they don't want you to is, see that. This is where he died. This is where he died. Yeah. You can't see it. It's it's just it's terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that this this is this will kick off New York protest season because uh, everybody who does, supposedly we are at a um, a record low unemployment rate, but everybody is free enough to go and stand in the middle of the subway tracks. So that that's that's what we're living with right now. It's um it's fine, Frank. It's fine because the other thing I want to warn about is that when these things happen, everybody's trying to find these people who are involved to grab their social media before it can be wiped from the internet forever because usually there's something counter-narrative on their social media. But in the act of doing that, people who are not not involved with the same names and the same like kind of looks get swept in and lives are ruined. <laughs> So like, there he is. That's not really him. That's a mistake. But everybody's so frantic to get people and get this information that they kind of go nuts. So they've been correcting Maurizio Garcia for days now. Days. The what do you mean? Like they had one Maurizio Garcia that they thought it was. Well, I saw that they, they, had, um, they had announced that he was a, 33 year old and then all of a sudden these these profiles of a 35 year old guy was being put around yeah. so what happened to those two years yeah so obviously it's not that's not him then no no it's not do you remember frank back in 2003 on the Chappelle show we had this ready hold on a second we're gonna listen to some of this for viewers sensitive to issues of race, be advised that the following piece contains gratuitous use of the N-word. And by N-word, I mean nigger. There, I said it. For the last 15 years, a man named Clayton Bigsby has been the leading voice of the white supremacist movement in America. Though not sold in any major bookstores, his books Dump Truck, Nigger Stain, I Smell Nigger, and Nigger Book have sold over 600,000 copies combined. Despite his popularity, very few have ever seen him due to his reclusiveness, but in an effort to bring his message to a wider audience, he agreed to give his first public interview ever to Frontline. But getting to Mr. Bigsby was an odyssey in itself, riddled with backcountry hollies, shifty go-betweens, and palpable danger. Uh, excuse me. Not sure we're in the right place. We're looking for Clayton Bigsby. Well, look no further, fella. You found me. Uh, Clayton Bigsby, the author? What, you don't think I can write them books? Just because I'm blind don't mean I'm dumb. How could this have happened? A black white supremacist. <laughs> this, I know it's, it's hard to hear the words, I know, but 
This man is a genius. I'm sorry. Clayton Bigsby, Bigsby went his entire life thinking that he was white and a white supremacist. Nobody told him. No one told Clayton that he was actually a black man. Which is pretty indicative of, uh, uh, it, it's pretty, uh, it's funny. It, it, the, the funniest thing there too is that you have all of these white supremacists, white, actually Caucasian white supremacists who do have eyesight. But then again, his, his, they, they don't know he's black until the end because he always has his hood on. But um, when he takes <laughs> it off, they're all like, but they still yeah. follow him, which is right. the exact point. It's just that it, it's, it's brilliant. Just, but you're, you're talking 2002, 2003. We uh, the world has died. And, and, and that was that was after a major world death, you know, to just just culturally. 9-11 just two years before it that is a a killing and washing away of an old world and since 2003 uh, we've been killed and washed away i don't know five times now we so have this, this is ancient it is it is ancient now we have this frank we have anthropology i don't know if you saw this I did. too loud anthropology has a man Modeling their new dress line in their ad. And if I were a woman, this is exactly what I would want to see to de to uh, determine whether or not a dress would look good on me. I mean, yeah, I want to know if my bulge is going to fit in that dress. Right. I want. I want to see if some 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 large avatar man is uh it it looks good in the dress that I may need. This is where we've come to. And then I saw another clip this morning. It's worthless. It's, it's, it's worthless and, people. And they censored everybody's comments and everybody went after them. Everybody. Worthless people. This is the mark of people who have absolutely nothing, nothing to live for. Just just cross-dressing cross and being obnoxious. What, 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 what kind of a life is that? To wake up in the morning and say, how can I better act like a girl because well, that's all it is you're what you like it's like the, the the world is your stage and you are you're just you're you're acting i want to all day i want to show you something that i saw this morning that um i wasn't planning on showing but i will because it's indicative of what you're saying right now um, what it's a clip here we go i found it let's listen to this this is something here we go this is <laughs> preach often about transness is that there's something I feel like I preach often about transness is that there's no one right way to look trans or be trans and then sometimes I have difficulty practicing that because I will still look in my own giant mirror on the other side of this room and I'll go <laughs> you need to shave or you don't look feminine enough or maybe you should try makeup today and more often than not that is somebody else's voice rattling around in my brain trying to drag me down into whatever sad vortex it is I am a non-binary trans femme and there is no one right way to be non-binary or trans feminine I don't owe anybody a hairless body in order to be seen as who I am. I don't owe oh, anyone anybody, anybody a hairless body. You loser. I don't even care about your sexual proclivities or anything. You loser. I mean, it, 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 to, to think, I wake up and, you know, there's no one way. Okay, so you know what you should do? Just watch a movie a night. And every night, take the female protagonist and just take some notes about how she acts. And next time, next day, be her. 
you know, one day you can be Betty Davis, the next day you can be Joan Crawford. You're just pretty, you're just, this is so pathetic. It's Surgery so pathetic. She, he goes on and on. I'm going to play the whole thing because it's, it's crazy. Commitment to a medical transition, regardless of what my personal plans are, in order to be seen as who I am. I don't owe yeah. anybody. What are your personal plans? Go ahead. Enlighten me. In order to be respected for my identity and to be gendered correctly. How do we gender you correctly? I, again, You're a man, gender, baby. Gender me correctly. Doesn't know what the hell they are from day to day. You know, I had to, they struggle. One, he says he's struggling with his inner voice as to how he should be, act from day to day. But everybody else has to gender him correctly. I don't owe anyone the adherence to traditional femininity in order to be seen as the femme that I am. And yeah, great. Go ahead. Go feed the ducks at the beach. Go to the beach and feed the ducks. Leave everybody alone. Just that, that's all you have to do. If, go away. Go go feed. Go do something. If, Just if, go do something. If you don't know who AJK is on Twitter, you should follow her. Um, AJK Writer is her Twitter handle. She said this. I don't know. I don't owe anyone X to be seen as who I am. He's just one tiny logical step away from realizing that no one else owes him the authority to dictate what they see. So close yet so far away. Yeah. So there's that. And I, I just, I, oh, yo, wow. I just became a woman right now. Did you? Right now. I felt it. It just happened. You're gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> Then I saw, I don't, do you know who Leon Lush is? No. You have to watch him. He's fantastic. I don't know what his political leanings are, and that's what makes it great. He had a thing last night. He does this thing on his YouTube channel called Brainworms, where he basically takes social media videos and, like, dissects them and why they're so stupid. And there was this one he did yesterday of a, I guess it was a trans person who's, quote, unhoused were homeless who's using a planet fitness gym i saw i saw that they've been using that um they've been using different terms new terms for homelessness now can't say homeless it's there's there's houselessness oh come on yeah there's houselessness you just said they use the word unhoused yeah or unhoused. is that is that another way of saying you've been evicted no just that you're living on the streets and you're homeless unhoused <laughs> so anyway people this this trans this man was in the planet fitness gym and was using their lockers overnight and it's not allowed and he'd been told several times you can't leave your stuff in the lockers overnight it's not your house you can't live here if you want to pay your membership every month and come in and take a shower that's one thing fine a lot of people who are unhoused do that with gyms They'll pay the $10 a month or whatever it is to have a gym membership. And then they have a place to go shower if they need a shower. Okay, fine. But this person was keeping candles and tarot cards and all kinds of other crap in the gym locker. Oh, good. All the essentials. Yes. And was attacking the manager at the place and refused to leave. And the manager happened to have his fing fingernails painted black. And the, the guy, the trans guy, starts yelling at the man behind the counter, are you trans? You have your fingernails black. Basically judging him for painting his nails. And he's like, oh, this is rich coming from you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why, why was, why was the guy, um, was he upset that the other person painted their nails? Or do you think that he was a poser? I, I don't know. And the, the whole point 
is that the person was doing the same thing to the guy as the manager that he complains people do to him all the time with judging their appearance. Like, it was just, it was a great clip. I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes for everybody. But it brings me to this Richard Dreyfus interview over the weekend. Did you see any of this? I did, yeah. We're going to watch this clip from Richard Dreyfus. It's about three minutes long. The host here annoys the living daylights out of me, but that's besides the point. With this quiet, slow question asking, very patient, very, you know, ugh. You're pissing me off right now. Good, because this will too. Starting in 2024, films oh, I hate be her. required to meet new inclusion standards. Oh, I wish, I, I wish that she was excluded. I wish she was excluded from this. I wish she was never included in anything, any playground game, just because of that voice. I wish she was. The, no, you can't play kickball. Get the hell out of here. Listen, I guess I wasn't off in my assessment of her. I've never heard her before today, so I was right. Score one for Tracy. Here we go. The Academy Awards for Best Picture. Best Picture. They'll have to have a certain percentage of actors or crew from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups you think of these new inclusion standards for films they make me vomit why why because... can we just talk like that all the time why well why? Matt, you'll see my quick exit from this show we keep talking like that i will i will throw up and then walk out nobody speaks like that naturally nobody does so anybody that you hear that vocal fry on is just doing it to do it so they sound cool ridiculous here we go this is an art form it's also a, a form of commerce and it makes money but it's an art and no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest most current idea of what morality is and what are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? You can't legislate that. And you have to let life be life. And I'm sorry, I don't think that there's a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. You know, Laurence Olivier, was the last white actor to play Othello. And he did it in 1965. And he did it in blackface. And he played a black man brilliantly. Am I being told that I will never have a chance to play a black man? Is someone else being told that if they're not Jewish, they shouldn't play the Merchant of Venice? Mm -hmm. Are we crazy? Yep. Do we not know that art is art? This is so patronizing. It's so, it's so thoughtless and, and, and treating people like children. Do you think there's a difference between the question of representation and who is allowed to represent other groups. For example, as you said, somebody representing the Merchant of Venice. 
And the case of blackface explicitly in this country, given the history of slavery and the sensitivities around black racism, do you think there's a, a difference between those? There shouldn't be. Why? Because it's patronizing. Because it says that we're so fragile that we don't, can't have our, our feelings hurt. We have to anticipate having our, our feelings hurt, our children's feelings. We don't know how to stand up and, and bop the bully in the face. He said um, a lot more in this interview that was just brilliant. Um, some stuff about the Constitution, I believe. And her, her line of questioning wasn't bad. I just can't take the I can't take the pacing. I can't take oh, the pacing. Oh, it's so slow and so like she acted like she was being thoughtful, but but she wasn't. I, I, I just just speed it up and clean up the timber in your voice. Um somebody said, but we're supposed to it was Susie down here in the chat. She said, but we're supposed to accept and believe that a man in a dress is a woman. Like I think she's referring to this because I can understand how it would apply. They they only want roles to be played by the person they represent. Black man must play black role. You know, gay man must play gay role. But we're supposed to think that a man is a woman because they feel like it. Like, you can't have it both ways. You see what I'm saying? It, yes, but it's it's about erasing... It's about erasing opportunities for white men. Yes. White, straight men. It's even simpler than that. It's not about making sure everybody plays who they want because, of course, they don't give a damn about that whenever they, they cast black women to be Ariel from The Little Mermaid or, or, or you know, who knows what else they're doing with the race swapping. It's about disenfranchising white, straight men. It's that simple. Like the, Denver, to, like the Denver City Council wants to. I mean, you, it's, you, you got to know what the plan is and how ancient the plan has been. Yeah. You know, so that, and that's, that's really, that's really it. It's not happening in a vacuum. No, it's not. Here is a city council. Um, I guess that this is a campaign. Somebody's going to be running for city council. This is her was built on stolen land, stolen labor, and stolen resources. Capitalism. And a check today could not um, undo the cumulative impact of generations of that stolen wealth in all of those categories. And so I think it has to come in the form of land, labor, and resources in an ongoing Reparations. Fashion. And there are structures that we have that could be flipped to begin to do that just that reparations. Um, in fact, my opponent here mentioned Five Points and the corridor and what has happened to our businesses there. Just wait. Part of what has catalyzed that um, exponential decimation of black businesses is the Five Points bid, the business improvement district, which further steals um, from the community through taxation. Okay. And I think there's a so she said. Taxation is theft, right? Right? Are we right? Essentially, yeah. She just said that it steals from the community via taxation. The next bit of nonsense that comes out of this moron's mouth 
the model that could be redistributed. Instead of a bid collecting extra taxation from the black and brown businesses that are struggling, you could be collecting those extra taxes from white-led businesses all over the city and redistributing them to black and brown-owned businesses who are not part of it or who are simply just black or brown-owned. And that's one way to give back um, in the business form fashion. I think when we talk about... Um, this, is why, this, is, this is why I don't... Uh, this is why I don't even spend time on this anymore. What are we even talking about? What, what are we going to get out the vote? And then this person is just going to what? It just it, 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 it evaporate like you popped the bubble. They they went away. We vanquished them. They, I mean, we're, you're seeing you're seeing something that this is a stain in the carpet that will not come out now. It's gone. So uh, hopefully, Denver City Council sees this, and people in Denver uh, do whatever they can to at least in the meantime clean up who is uh, allowed to speak in uh, in their 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 local government. That isn't a complete racist lunatic, but what do you do? There will be white liberals that vote for this woman. Of course. Of course, they'll think that this is a great idea because they have been trained that way. They have been trained. This is all, it's it's all interdependent. Education, it's been prepping us for this moment, this this South Africa moment um, for a long time. I just couldn't even believe that. Uh, I couldn't even believe that they were actually doing this. Like they actually said she she could sit up. There's more. I don't even know if you want to bother with it, but hey, if you, if there's something else, you put it put it all on the table all if right, you want. Let's go. Is being returned. This is where consumer-owned or municipally-owned resources are important because we are locked out of owning our control or over our basic needs like um, water or utilities or any of those things. So then let's talk about lower, let's talk about things that will lower the impact of government regulation, taxation, all of that stuff across the board. Let's get rid of taxes and social programs that are weighing people down because then if all those things that are becoming such a burden to otherwise, I would have to imagine, brilliant black and brown owned businesses. Then once once the, uh, the, the the foot of government regulation and taxation is off of their throats, they should thrive like Microsoft. Yep. Yep. Hey, let, let's let's get let's get rid of taxes. Let's let, 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 let the best business win. But that's not the case here because um, that's not the case. That's just it. They voted to approve the reparations in California, 1.2 million per ha- per person, who was a direct descent. 1.2 million dollars <laughs> that they they don't have. <laughs> but 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 what that that has been signed into law? I don't know. I can't speak to it intelligently. Where enough. were they? Where were they draw that money from? They don't have a place. I can't wait till everybody out there. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's come over here too. I'm in New York, where where we just passed after all those after the last couple of months of everybody telling us <laughs> we're not coming here for your gas stoves, idiots. There is New, New York. New York just said no more gas stoves. There is in a new structures. Fantastic clip that I shared. Um, hold on. I think I'm gonna find it, and then we're gonna get into this debate leak stuff that's going on, Frank. 
the, the, there has been leaks of DeSantis's debate prep in 2018 that I want to talk about with everybody. But first, I have this clip about the gas stoves and the conspiracy theorists that we are. Hold on. It's here somewhere. And uh, this is another... This is another example as to why you don't um, you don't interact with these these demons. They're lying to you. Always. They're always lying to you. Always, they're always lying. And also, they, have, they 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 work. They they operate from the standpoint that one would if they were trying to lure children into a van with candy. They are liars. And there's always a disastrous endgame that they are keeping hidden until the last moment. Here, I found it. Your, your New York. Yeah. You might think that the U.S. government is coming for your gas stove. That is a new and absolutely ridiculous one. Turns out Fox News and Republicans are up in arms because they say the government is coming to take your stoves. What Republicans are saying is... Damn it, they're going to take your gas stove. The GOP have been stoking a ridiculous new freakout about gas stoves. No one is taking your gas stove. The right-wing freakout over the use of gas stoves is merely the latest in a long series of made-up culture war battles designed to enrage and rile up their right-wing and paranoid base. Republicans are prone to conspiracy theories, whether it's, you know, the kooky, like JFK Jr. is coming back from the dead to run with Trump, or um, the sort of duplicitous, like this administration's coming to take away your gas stoves. Republicans have turned a government warning about your health into a lie about Democrats trying to take your stoves. You get some bureaucrat saying something that has no power and then suddenly you have Ron DeSantis, so I'm going to protect your gas. Everybody's going to be talking about gas stoves, gas It's so stupid. People were tweeting at me this weekend that Ron DeSantis is going to protect my gas stove. So, but I don't seem to be, but what the heck? The sheer stupidity of it. And if it were just bloggers, that would be one thing. But when you have Kevin McCarthy going out and, and other people talking about gas stoves, because they keep getting dumber and dumber. You know, the Republican Party has become uh, addicted to this culture of lies and conspiracy theories that they have fomented, right? And so they know that there is a substantial number of people uh, in the country, uh, in their party, who they can convince that this is true and that it will enrage those people. Uh, they, they, this is, the, cons this is the, the economy of and the culture of conspiracy theories, right? There are, I'm, I'm certain, you and right. I, We'll be able to drive through uh, parts of the country 10 years from now, and people will be saying, do you remember back when Joe Biden was in office and they tried to take away our gas stoves? What do you have to say? Uh, what, what do you say? You, okay, here. Later. New York City is moving to snuff out gas stoves. New York becoming the first state to ban natural gas and other fossil fuels in most new buildings, including gas stoves. The new Ooh. law requires all electric <laughs> heating and cooking in new buildings shorter than seven stories by 2026. Governor Kathy Hochul and the Democratic-controlled state legislature approved a bill on Tuesday prohibiting the use of fossil fuels for heating and cooking. The law is the first statewide ban in the nation and goes into effect in 2026 for building under seven stories there you go <laughs> and they'll say they'll say uh relax it's, it's only... just new york and <laughs> it is a very limited scope 
And there you go. There's no, well, you were saying that Biden was going to put it across. Well, Biden, I mean, first of all, by 2026, Biden might not be even, even be alive. What do you think about this? Is this some kind of a Biden plan? We know where you are going as a herd. We know where you're going with this. And of course, they'll deflect to say, oh, it's just some local legislation. It's, it's not indicative of where the mindset of the entire party is. Of course not. Again, there is no talking with demons. So you can't do it. Um, just know that they're lying and they want to snuff out life um, across the board. That, that, that this is this is a this is a, a step toward that. We're going to I, we're going to shift gears a little because this kind of took over social media over the weekend. There was a leak. I guess somebody somebody leaked the 2018 debate prep from DeSantis to NBC or ABC? Who was it? ABC. Who owned owned by Disney. Not that that matters. I don't think it does anyway. But Byron Donalds and Matt Gates have both stepped up to say that this is nonsense and it never should have happened. Fine. That's correct. Let's play this. Leaked, the these leaked snippets. There are three of them. And I want opinions on them. And then I want to explain my opinion on them. Here. Here it is. NRA donated to me. Has the NRA donated to me? I, I don't think the NRA is quite the boogeyman the Democrats think it is. Do we hit him on guns or just everyone who cares about every, guns is going to vote for me? Is there any issue upon which you disagree with President Trump? Obviously there is because I've, I mean, I've voted contrary to him in the Congress. I have to frame it in a way that's not going to piss off all his voters. So what I do is I do what I think is right. I support um, his agenda in terms of what he's been able to do. If I have a disagreement, I talk to him in private. I think when you walk up there, if you have a pad, you have to write in all caps at the top of the pad, likable. And just look, I, I do the same thing because I have the same personality. We're both aggressive. Okay. So everybody's freaking out about this and I'm kind of like, People are like, oh my gosh, he voted against Trump in Congress and now he's trying to lie to be able to keep Trump voters during the gubernatorial election in 2018. But, he was in Congress? Oh yeah, he was the founding member of the Freedom the Freedom Caucus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. A couple things. I looked up to see, because I was curious, what he voted against him on, right? It was all fiscal stuff. It was appropriations bills. It was the um, compromise immigration bill where that huge swath of amnesty was included in it. Was that me? He voted against that. Um, and it was basically fiscal, fiscal stuff that he voted against him on. And people are taking this in a way that it's not meant. I... I I'm all for it. If there's something damning that comes out, fine. But he's prepping for a debate against a Democrat who's going to use the fact that he voted against Trump in Congress, against him, in order to try and take Trump voters from him. Now, remember, Trump had endorsed him. So if you're in a debate situation when that's happening, you have to anticipate that and then give a response that you, you have no time for nuance in. You can't say, well, the bills I voted against him on are this, 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 and this, and here's why I voted against him on this bill, and here's why I voted against him on that bill. So you have to come up with some way to express that without pissing everybody off 
to the point where they're like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. It's just debate strategy. It doesn't mean that he's lying to everybody. He's trying to figure out how to maneuver a potential question designed by his opponent to get him to piss people off. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're getting at. So there was that. And then people were saying, well, he voted against Trump. And I'm like, kind of, I would have too in a lot of situations. Here they are. The 2017 fiscal year appropriations bill, he voted against it. The appropriations for various executive departments, he voted against it. The 2018 fiscal year appropriations bill, he voted against it. He voted with Trump 90, I think it was 96% of the time and against him 4% of the time. Republican compromise in immigration bill, he voted against it. And then there was one where he voted, he wanted sanctions on Russia and Iran and North Korea. And he wanted them and Trump didn't. And people started saying, sanctions are a tool of globalists. Sanctions are used in a globalist plot. Somebody called me a very nasty name while making this point. And I said, I'm just going to leave this here then because there have been several instances where Trump, especially in the case of Iran, has sanctioned the living hell out of them. Like thousands of sanctions on Iran. So if you want to make the argument that sanctions are globalist tools and you're a Trump supporter, you might not want to make that argument because, or you might want to make it and say you disagree with Trump on it, one of the two, but you can't keep using things to attack other people that your your own, the person you support is also done. Otherwise, it makes you look like a hypocrite. So figure out a better line of attack. That's been my thing this entire time. Here is the other clip. Hold on, where is it? The other clip was, did you hear that? What? Never mind. You didn't hear it. Where is it? Come on, man. There was another debate clip where he's being chastised for something I guess he allegedly said that was racist. And they're going to come for him on race. I think it was Eric that shared it. I can't find it on my... T I had it up. But um, I want to play that clip because I don't get it. I don't get what is wrong with it. I don't understand why people are using it as some sort of a gotcha or a win. Um, I'm like, keep it, keep. I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why people think that it is such a big deal. Just bear with me. I'm so sorry. Usually, I line these things up and they're all ready to go, and I don't have any problems. But today, for some reason, I do. Here it is. Ready? Thing and and there's. That you come too hot through the whole thing, and, and there's it deserves to be hot. I mean, no, I'm no, sorry. No, you can, no, no, no. You can go there in in moments without having it become. Kavanaugh showed that when you say no, no, no. Look, I think there. I mean, the thing is, is we did such a horrible job of pushing back on all these stupid stories from the beginning that they're he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna yeah. rattle off a list. Yes, yes. That you come too. Hot. I. He wants to crash the narrative that this whole racist thing that's being used as a cudgel against everyone is nonsense. And he thinks that we didn't do a good enough job of doing that during the Kavanaugh hearings. And the Kavanaugh demonstrated if you come out and say this is nonsense, it's effective. So he wants to do it and he wants to do it forcefully. And then the likable thing, I used to be 
I used to be, I learned debate. And I had a friend who would always raise their eyebrows when they talked. And they would write on a thing, don't raise eyebrows, to remind them as they were standing there because it was weird. It was just the way they talked. They raised their eyebrows a lot. And they had to consciously remind themselves not to do it. Another one had resting bitch face. And we made her write write down no RBF so she could try to seem more happy and upbeat and smile. And if you have a very strong personality, you're going to be coached to tone it down because most people don't like that and can't handle it. I don't see anything wrong with any of this stuff at all, unfortunately. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I didn't find it particularly compelling I and Mm. and I you know he came out DeSantis came out this week he had a clip about what he's doing in Florida in terms of genital mutilation of children and I'm sitting there ready to share it and and commend him for his stance on the mutilation of children and I have to be afraid that if I retweet it somebody's gonna call me names or be nasty to me And I finally said, screw this nonsense. I'm not going to self-censor myself continuously like this. I'm not going to do it. So I did. I shared it. And I want to play the clip because it's badass. I'm sorry. It just is. Here it is. That you've identified with. Do you think American voters want a How many of these people were paid to come? I mean, like, honestly, it's like, seriously, some of this stuff is just totally manufactured. And when you talk to people... And I know like people in your industry will dress it up with a euphemism and they'll say it's it's healthcare to cut off the private parts of a 14 or 15 year old. That is not healthcare, that is mutilation. And so when we're standing up against that. And so when we're standing up against that, we're protecting these kids. We had Chloe Cole, we've had other people who, who went through this when they were minors, now they're older, and it's like the biggest regret of their life. They feel like that they were manipulated. I understand there's some physicians that are very ideological about it, but the fact is, people go through a lot when they're teenagers. You grow out of it most of the time in these situations. 80, 90% resolves by the time you get there. Sweden, these European countries that went down this road have done a big U-turn. They said, this is not good uh, uh, medical practice. And so they don't do it anymore. So all we're doing is, is doing what's right. Um, the idea that this would have been something that people would have been, it would have even been controversial, even like 10 years ago, would not have been something that anybody would have said anything about. And I just think, you know, when you're when you're talking about this stuff, uh, talk about what did the legislature do? The legislature prohibited doing things like double mastectomies. They prohibited doing things, you know, with uh, with male private parts that are very graphic. Okay, like, why am I not allowed to be happy about that? (laughs) I just can't get my head around it. I can't. I don't know. I, I just don't. Uh, I'm not really very attached to anybody these days. So if I hear something like that, I would just be like, OK, well, yeah, well, the, everything checks out logically. He um, did, I mean, he did it through. the. He didn't make an executive order. He's done everything through the legislature. Everything. I, hey, I, I, I'm fine with statements like that. I'm fine with uh, anybody who takes action in that in that respect to address this uh this societal contagion. 
especially since children are at stake. So uh, whenever that happens, I, I don't care who is an opponent to who and, um, you know, election implications. I have less and less faith in elections anyway. So it's great to hear anybody taking any kind of local action and speaking out firmly against something that is an obvious evil. So I don't, uh, I, yeah, I, I didn't, it doesn't bother me. I just, I had, I, I, I'm at the point where honestly, I'm just not going to self-censor. I can't do it. It's it's so against everything I stand for and everybody's not going to agree with everything I say and that's okay. Um, I'll take whatever slings and arrows come my way to speak my mind and the people that want to listen will and the people that don't just won't listen and that's okay with me. I, I've had to come to terms with it because I'm not going to make everybody happy. There are going to be people that are nasty to me because they think that I'm going one way or the other because it makes them feel better to do it. Fine. Um, we didn't get to an absolutely atrocious story out of Texas um, and, a, and a child who was was basically raped in her classroom while the teacher was there. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I go. It, it's uh, it's disgusting. And it will be Wednesday's show. The first good portion of it. We need to talk about it. It's absolutely insane. And um, that's it for today, though, guys. So you have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with Sunny Val and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also, as you can see now on the bottom of the screen, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. Make sure you check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv and on Rumble. And also, Kyle Serafin's running his podcast. Go check it out right after this live show over on Rumble. We will be back here on Wednesday. Later. Later.